0: this is 1059 the region and you're listening to discovery the radio show for podcasters your content unfiltered this is discovery
1: Hello and welcome to The Science of Healthy Weight Loss with Dr. Stanley K. Bernstein, a podcast that will demystify, deconstruct, and detail the journey to healthy weight loss and a healthier you. Dr. Bernstein has been in practice for over 50 years and has made it his life work to study the science of healthy weight loss. He's helped hundreds of thousands of people lose millions of pounds of excess weight and restore their health. His patients can lose up to 20 pounds every month, which can help treat associated medical problems and even get some people off their medications altogether. Our series will examine all the angles of losing weight properly, how the science works, the health benefits, why support is so important, how to keep those pounds from creeping back on, and much more. We thank you for joining us. Now, let's start losing weight with a few science lessons. On this episode, understanding what's happening inside our body when we gain and lose the extra pounds that weigh us down. Truthfully now, how many times have you lost weight? Gained it back, lost it again, gained it back. It's exhausting. It's emotional. You start to doubt yourself and think it's just not possible. Nothing is working. Weight is, well, a weighty issue, isn't it? So much information and misinformation coming at us from all angles. But did you know that everyone can lose weight if you do it properly? That's the key. Let's start at the beginning. The mirror and the scale don't tell the story of what's happening inside of our body. Why are we gaining weight? Why do we gain it back after we lose it? How can we lose weight and keep it off in a healthy manner? There's a lot of science involved and a little math. So let's get started. The average person needs about 1800 to 2000 calories a day to live on for normal bodily function. If we go on a diet and cut down on calories to about 1,400 a day, our body wants to make up those lost calories to keep our activity level up. So our body will release about 700 calories a day from its fat storage of glycogen molecules and triglycerides to make up for the calories we are no longer taking in. With 3,500 calories in one pound of fat, Losing those 700 calories a day from fat storage can add up to a loss of about 1 to 1.5 pounds per week. Now, if we want to lose more than a pound or a pound and a half a week, we may try eating less than 1,400 calories a day. But since our body can only take 700 calories a day from the fat storage... The body starts to look for other sources of calories to meet normal bodily function. It begins to burn muscle and protein tissues to make up for those additional calories. But this method results in muscle loss, noticeable around the face and neck, protein loss from organs, and fluid loss with essential minerals. This is not a healthy way of losing weight. And it results in us feeling fatigued, weak, and irritable, not to mention going several weeks with no further weight loss. That's known as a plateau. Dr. Bernstein explains that plateau and what is happening to the body.
0: They're running into malnutrition, and then they get frustrated and they quit. And then the worst problem is after they lose weight for a month or two even, and they try to eat normally again, their body rebounds and puts the weight back on again. And it's all been for nothing. And then they start losing a lot of fluids, or they get a diuresis. I mean, a water loss. Out comes a lot of basic minerals like sodium, calcium, magnesium, potassium, etc. And doing that for three or four weeks, patients are getting too tired, too fatigued, too wiped out, and too hungry, and they quit losing the weight. Now, as a counter to that. On the diet we use, we supplement it with vitamins and minerals. The fat burning ability of our patient is not six or 700 calories a day. We clinically value that as three to 4,000 calories a day. And when you break down three to 4,000 calories a day, you're losing four to five pounds of fat every week, not a pound a week. So a patient who's on our program by losing more fatty tissue, with the process of breaking the fat down more efficiently, they get a healthier weight loss, a faster weight loss. The psychology of seeing that their input to the diet works, they become more motivated to stay on the program, and they like sticking with it until they get the best level of results. So the chemistry behind it is making the body burn fat more efficiently, Instead of burning off only a pound a week, we can burn four to five pounds a week.
1: Losing weight where we see results much faster and feel healthy and feel energetic makes sense we'd stick to it, right? So now that we have an idea of how our bodies lose weight, let's figure out how we gained that weight in the first place. Shouldn't what we eat, how much we eat, when we eat be instinctual? It's safe to say that many of us have come to rely on quick processed foods for meals and snacks. They're tasty, convenient, and killer hunger. A muffin and a coffee for breakfast. A cereal bar for a mid-morning snack. Marinades, ready-made salad dressings, takeout meals. These kinds of products that make up a large proportion of our daily caloric intake contain all sorts of things that aren't great for us, especially added sugar. Having sugar makes our body crave more sugar. More sugar means more calories. More calories that our body doesn't need get stored as fat. It's a vicious cycle. And it's happening because, well, we don't know how to eat. Dr. Bernstein weighs in.
0: Patients don't know how to eat well on their own. They do not have the education of what to do. When you're obese... Overweight. The overweight area problem creates reactions by your pancreas to stimulate more insulin if you overeat too much sugar. This causes more problems with absorption of foods at your cellular level. It creates problems with enzymes in your tissues on breaking fatty tissue down and even metabolizing normal, regular food. And then abnormalities with what you're eating also affect the bacteria that are in your intestinal area or your gut. And we know that if you have good healthy bacteria in your gut, your bowel movements work well, absorption works well. If you take a little bit of sugar in your food, you stimulate a rapid absorption of this sugar, your pancreas knows that there's a high level of sugar going on, and it starts to release insulin to absorb that sugar. And it releases enough insulin that if you take only a little bit of sugar, an hour or two later, the insulin that's there reduces your blood sugar to the point where you get hungry again. And then you want to have more sugar to start feeling better. And you go through this vicious cycle once or twice a day. It starts off with taking a little bit of sugar, which makes you get hungry an hour or two later. And that ends up recurring enough so that your intake of carbohydrates or sugars is much higher than it should be, and it causes you to gain weight.
1: We may think a little bit of sugar is no big deal, but it is. It starts that vicious cycle of artificial hunger throughout the day. So we eat more calories than our body really needs. Those extra calories get stored as fat, and that is how we gain weight. That fat storage, long-term, can result in hyper or hypoglycemia, insulin resistance, and possibly diabetes or other comorbid diseases. All from a little bit of sugar when we start our day. And that 4 o'clock crash we experience when we crave coffee or something sweet to get us through till dinner?
0: The more insulin you produce to help remove the sugar in your blood, the cells that absorb this sugar and store it and turn it into fat, they become resistant to the effect of the insulin And they interfere with releasing the insulin later. So you get cellular resistance that helps make it harder for you to stay on a diet. And all created by taking high levels of carbohydrates, simple absorbed carbohydrates, in your food intake. And you develop your own habits of knowing that, oh, your sugar's dropping mid-afternoon, you want a piece of cake, or you want to put some extra sugar in your tea or coffee to feel better. You do feel better, but you end up storing more of the fatty tissue.
1: We feel better, but we aren't doing our body any favors. So let's recap. We haven't been educated on how to eat properly, or we've forgotten and developed poor habits. So we're not eating the right things in most cases. Sugar? Bad. Having a bit of it makes us crave more of it. More of it packs on the pounds. So we've examined how our bodies gain weight, how our bodies lose weight. Now let's talk about how we manage weight loss in a healthy, supportive manner. We'll start with the word metabolism. Metabolism is defined as the chemical reactions in the body's cells that change food into energy our bodies require a certain amount of vitamins, protein, and minerals every single day, or we can run into metabolic deficiencies. So if we don't eat well or try to lose weight without the proper amount of vitamins, protein, and minerals, we can run into problems, including vitamin deficiencies. And Dr. Bernstein says one vitamin affected by not eating properly is our natural vitamin B levels. A drop in vitamin B can significantly alter many bodily functions and notably our moods.
0: Many patients, women, they're on antidepressants because of mood fluctuations and when we start them on our program and give them a lot of the B vitamins within a week or two, they no longer are feeling depressed or anxious and we can reduce and then eliminate their antidepressant medications. Again, they're not taught how to eat the right portions, the right amounts of which food. When they try to do it on their own without vitamin supplements, like most other diets, they run into the metabolic deficiencies. They won't get those nutritional necessities and they will run into the side effects.
1: No wonder it's hard to lose weight and keep it off. Randomly going on a diet without properly understanding how to diet and how to keep the weight off is counterproductive. And if we don't keep the weight off and manage the weight loss properly, that could lead to other more serious things than not just liking what we see in the mirror. Dr. Bernstein says weight-related health problems like high cholesterol, high blood pressure, coronary issues could be on the horizon.
0: It's important for me as a physician to make patients healthier and live longer. So I want them to understand that if they're overweight, their obesity even as much as 15, 20 plus or 100 or 200 pounds, that number one, their being overweight will interfere with their life and their health and can make them die earlier or have serious complications like living the last 10, 15 years as a result of a stroke and a heart attack and living in a wheelchair. So I want patients to know that their obesity creates problems. And there's a lot of thought out there that says you can be overweight but healthy, and that is totally not true. If you're overweight and you don't yet have high blood pressure, keep your weight on. One of these days in the future, you're going to get it, and God forbid a stroke with it.
1: Listen, we get it. We're told to be accepting of our muffin tops and curves. Body shaming is out, thank goodness. And yes, we should feel comfortable in our own skin. But let's think about what Dr. Bernstein is saying. We are, you know, living it up now, eating what we want, when we want. Who cares about the extra pounds? Our body cares. The pancreas, the gut, your heart. If our body is overweight, it's only going to keep functioning properly for so long before we start to see problems.
0: Being overweight will either create the problems now or predispose you to getting the problems. The next important factor is if you're overweight... Yes, you can treat it. Yes, you can lose the weight. Yes, you can get healthy and you need the right kind of a diet and you need the right type of supplements and you need good management. You need good control of your comorbid diseases while you're doing this and you need to be in touch with a physician who is knowledgeable about all of this and who's got experience and who can manage this. So the important concept is yes, you can get healthy Yes, you can live a long, healthier life and not have the complications of being overweight, like the cancer-producing situations, the arthritis, the heart disease, the lung disease.
1: We owe it to our body. It's the only one we have. And that's why Dr. Bernstein wants to share with you his knowledge and experience and support you to help take care of, well, you. Early on in his practice, Dr. Bernstein noticed a connection between his patients' health issues and their weight. So started his exploration into the science of weight loss.
0: As I was doing family practice, it became very obvious that at least 50% of my patients who had complicated diseases such as high blood pressure, diabetes, arthritis, etc., over half of them were overweight. And treating the obesity was an important issue for improving their cardiovascular situation, their diabetic control, arthritic control, et cetera, et cetera. And unfortunately, this is back in the 60s when I was in medical school, the standard of treatment for obesity at the time was putting patients on amphetamines to try to speed up their metabolism. This was full of complications, side effects, and very poor results. And I started looking for potentially other methods of creating weight loss that could be helpful to most of my patients.
1: Well, lucky us. A man who, as a child, liked to fix things and grew into a doctor who liked to fix people.
0: I liked the ability to be able to fix things. And the main big thing to fix is your human body. And fixing that by adjusting your chemistry, medications, foods, etc., that was very motivating for me. And being a physician, I would be able to make people healthier and live longer and treat their diseases and hopefully prevent drogues, heart attacks, early death, maybe cancer, prevent it or treat them so that patients can live a longer, healthier life.
1: A longer, healthier life sounds pretty good. Are you ready for it? You showed up today. You're listening to this podcast. You're now a bit more informed about the how in weight loss. That is the first step. Earlier, Dr. Bernstein said the psychology behind seeing the weight loss efforts pay off encourages one to stay motivated and stick with the program. But Dr. Bernstein doesn't want you to just feel good when you look in the mirror. He wants you to feel good, period. On our next episode, we will dive deep into the health benefits of losing weight. Maybe you suffer from a medical condition or disease. Well, you won't believe some of the results once you take that weight off. Make sure you give episode two a listen. Before we leave you, let's go over one more time what we know about the science of weight. Being overweight is not good for you, period. If you are overweight and you currently don't suffer from any medical problems, there's a strong possibility you will develop medical problems as you age. That, in turn, can reduce your quality of life and even your lifespan. The average person needs between 1800 and 2000 calories per day to live on. When you go on a diet, you reduce those calories. Reducing those calories causes the body to start looking for additional calories to make up for those missing calories. The body finds a limited amount of those calories in stored fat. That stored fat releases hundreds of calories a day for your body to live on and starts the weight loss process. Once the daily limit of stored fat is used up, the body looks for other sources of calories that search within your body can start to break down muscle and protein tissues for those extra calories. The negative effects of that process is feeling tired, getting headaches, getting cranky, reaching a plateau in weight loss and rebound weight gain. Therefore, it's important for you and your body that you lose the weight in a healthy manner, properly nourished and with proper medical support. If you lose it this way, you could lose as much as four to five pounds a week and not only see results, but feel results. Your body will thank you. So what have you got to lose? That's it for this episode of The Science of Healthy Weight Loss with Dr. Stanley K. Bernstein. We hope episode one gave you some understanding and motivation. To learn more about healthy weight loss visit www.drbdiet.com that's drbdiet.com or email your questions to podcasts at drbdiet.com stay healthy and we'll talk to you in episode two do
0: you have an idea or a podcast to share Send it to us here at Discovery, the radio show for podcasters on 105.9 The Region.
2: Shit, chat episode. Oh, my God. Uh, 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 episode, no. yeah, 29 or whatever, but who's counting? Who cares? No, not even us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I heard it snowed or whatever the other day. It's been coming and going. I was driving to work one day, and it was the day it was, the day it was coming down good, right? Like the first real snowfall. Just of, a hefty one. Yeah, the first one of the season. And, like, it's so heavy coming down. Like, you can't see, okay? Like, the car's going. And, you know, everyone, we're on the 401, right? I'm going to work. It's snowing like Jesus. Uh, You know, everyone's slowing down. It's all like that, too. And then you see Meathead plowing through, right? Like, everyone's doing less than 100. 120 down into the express. Like, what are you doing? But he's probably got winter tires, and he's like, ah. Ah, oh, this doesn't affect me. I got winter tires. No one can see. Place. You guys, be careful. Put on your snow tires. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Basically like a pandemic in the winter. Yeah. Do the right thing. The Wear right. your mask. Stay six feet apart. Well, put on your snow tires. Take it easy. Yeah. Not down. too much to ask, really, right? Yeah. Keep your distance between the other vehicles. And, uh, and safety will come to you. You have to think smart. That's open. Speaking of weather, Cal. Oh, did you know? Oh. In the winter of 1971-72, Revelstoke, British Columbia saw over 24 meters of snow. Meters of meters. snow. For for those of you who measure in imperial, a meter is about three and a half feet. That's like a and couple. stories. a little bit here. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like height height of a house or whatever. That's ridiculous. And that's BC. Yeah. Where was that that's in Canada. B.C.? That's quite a that's bit. That's like. Eh? That's We're not far no from one here, actually, Canada. In that region of Canada? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, imagine imagine shoveling that. What, when I saw this idea, sorry, this uh, did you know right off the bat? The first thing I thought was, you know, your parents always say, oh, I had to climb up the hill both ways in the winter to get to it school. It was probably parents that lived in British Columbia. And in yeah. 71 and 72, that's where that originated. It's probably just like, oh, yeah. Just, they probably <laughs> just opened the door and just like, snow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. I think schools closed at that point. Nick! Did you know in 2007, Scotland spent 125,000 euros to come up with a new national slogan? Do you know what the slogan is, Kyle? Yes. Oh, great. Let's hear it. The slogan they came up with for 125,000 euros was welcome to Scotland. Yeah. They paid well, good money for that. And uh, it's original. We'll give them that. It's good. That European like, currency is pretty, like, it's a lot more uh, heftier than Canadian currency, isn't it? Like, I, think everything's, I think everything's worth more than the Canadian loony at this <laughs> point. <laughs> that's a lot of money for <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's okay. I'm sure, you know, Welcome to Scotland is on every damn poster out there with all the money they spend on that. Well, imagine the guy that started I'm Loving It for McDonald's. Like, that guy made a pretty penny. Wasn't that the... Probably more ju- than 11. Wasn't that Justin Timberlake? Was it? Or was he the one who just made the jingle? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Probably that. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely made that. I don't know if he did the em. I think it was the whole thing. Anyway, well, if you, hey, if you didn't know that, enough, if you, there's an it, extra, if did you know care for you, if you care enough, go ahead and Google it. Uh, Justin were like, uh, ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Just Google that. Just Google it. Cal, did you know? Oh, in 1967, the first ever human heart transplant was attempted with success. Oh, yeah, dude. They, they they won on their first try. It worked, but Look at unfortunately, the drugs that kept the man's body from rejecting the heart that he was given, uh, it also left him susceptible. 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 Susce- what's the word I'm looking? Susceptible. susceptible. Thank you. Yeah. To sickness, so he died 18 days later. 18. And that was in what year? Uh, 67. 1967. 67. That's pretty early uh, for changing hearts. Uh, good on them. This was before surgical equipment was ever brought to the world. They were using their fingers. <laughs> this, was, this was just after they stopped using ants to sew up people's wounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're onto something here. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a shame, though. Uh, he had a good heart, at least. Okay, so did you know a wildlife technician calculated how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? came out to be about 700 pounds of wood chucking. You know, I've always kind of wanted to know how much wood that woodchuck could chuck wood. Everyone wants to know, right? And this guy this he was he had to know and he found out 700 pounds, about 700 pounds. The only question I have to this one is what's a woodchuck? Is that like a beaver? I don't like what's a woodchuck? Is that a mammal? I didn't even know that was an actual like if you show me a picture, that's the first time I've ever seen a woodchuck. Say it's probably a mix. Or is it even? Is it even an animal? I don't even know. Is that a machine? Is a woodchuck a machine? I have no idea. I think that's it for chit chat. That's it. We still, (laughs) we still got a musical act for you. Oh, we got a song. I'm excited for this one. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. That's not the song. That's not the song. It's "I Miss You" by Blink-182. Miss you. Right here on Chit Chat. Victim of darkness in the valley. We can live like Jack and Sally if we want. Where you can always find me. Have Halloween on Christmas, and in the night we'll wish this never ends. We'll wish this never ends.
3: You. And I'm so sorry, I cannot sleep, I cannot drink tonight, I need some bunny and always. the sick strength darkness comes creeping on, so haunting every time, and as I stare I count it, webs from all the spiders, catching things and eating their insides, like indecision to call you hear your voice of trees on will you come home and stop this pain tonight stop this pain tonight don't waste your time Yeah, miss yeah. you yeah. yeah.
0: Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 105.9 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.